The Pat Kenny Show with MasterCard. Share an extraordinary experiences all over the world with priceless cities at priceless.com. This is News Talk. Pete the Vet, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. We are in the realm of exotic pets today. Yes, yes. Um, and have you ever owned a snake? I mean, you, you've yeah. owned a lot of animals. Have you owned a snake? I have. When I was a child, one of my favourite pets was a, a grass snake. Um, and I enjoyed keeping the creature. I was very fond of him. Um, and he lived for probably a year or so and then died. And with hindsight, I know I kept him in, in, the, in the wrong conditions and I fed him on the wrong diet. But at that time, we didn't realise that. And the interesting thing is that we are learning more and more about these pets now. There's probably something like 10,000 snakes in Ireland. And the sad thing is... After St. Patrick did all that work to get rid of them. I know. <laughs> these pet owners are allowing them to creep back in, you know? Uh, <laughs> 10,000. Something like that. I, that's, that's the best yeah. guess based on pet keeping trends across Europe. In any case, um, we are learning more and more about them. And what we, what we now know is that animal welfare in, means that we have to, there's, there's five freedoms that we have to allow all pets. And, and that includes the, the ability to have normal behavior. And we now realize that that's something which is deficient in standard ways, in traditional ways of keeping snakes. Well, snakes are traditionally kept in an aquarium, that which yeah. would be there for fish, but is yeah. modified to have a snake, which means they're kind of rolled up the whole time, aren't they? Yeah, they are. They're rolled up, and that's the problem. Because even if you get the temperature right, the substrate underneath them right, the humidity right, the diet right, if they can't stretch out straight, then they're not getting what they need. And this is new information that's just been published in a study by behaviorists. What they did is they observed snakes in the wild, how they how they positioned themselves, and they observed snakes in captivity. And what they found is that snakes in the wild love to stretch right out, body, you know, head at one end, tail at the other, stretched right out. You can't do that in a cage. You can't because you're curled up. What they're suggesting is that that's the equivalent of putting a human in a room where they have to hunch over all the time and they can't stand up straight. And they're saying this is unfair to snakes. And if they, if they observe snake behavior, snakes in captivity, kept like that, show signs of stress, visible signs of stress. So what is the suggestion? Do we bring it, into bed, bring it into bed with us at night so they can roll out? <laughs> I mean, are, the one thing that's very common from covering stories over the years, if you give a snake an opportunity to escape, they are gone. They are. They're, they're, the, they're the best escape artists of all. And... Perhaps part of the reason is that they, they want to go somewhere where they can stretch out. So I think the answer is, long term, the answer is to change how we keep snakes and to choose long, narrow compa- uh, containers rather than these short, rectangular ones. Mm. That would be better. But as well as that, for people, obviously, those 10,000 people around Ireland, they're not going to be able just to do that. But what we can do at least is allow them into enclosures where they can you know, get out and about and stretch themselves and so on. Okay, lots of questions, so we'll get we'll yeah. crack on with them. Um, I have noticed that my cat's eye is weeping. He has had his eye closed more frequently. I keep it clean with tissue uh, and I can't see any infection. Do I bring him to the vet? Well, there's lots of possible causes of an eye being closed. Most likely a cat has put his head into something, which has just caused a bit of an irritation. And so often very simple treatment, um, such as, a teaspoonful of salt in a pint of boiled water um, and some and a cotton wool ball and bathing that eye twice a day. If the eye is just partly partly or occasionally closed, if you do that for, for a couple of days, that will often fix it and that's fine. If, however, the eye is completely closed, so it's scrunched right up, 
or if it doesn't get better after a couple of days from being sort of a little bit closed, then you really do need to go and see a vet. Um, the eye is a very sensitive structure, and it's important not to delay treatment of those situations. OK. Um, Susie says, I was out for a walk this morning with my dog. I noticed how frosty the ground was, and his paws, when we came home, were very cold. Is it OK to walk him in the frosty weather? He is enjoying his walk. He's made of stern stuff, is Susie's dog. She shouldn't have to worry about these kind of things, surely. Indeed. Well, if you think about, you know, foxes and wild creatures around Ireland, they can cope perfectly well with this kind of climate. We don't find injured wild animals with frozen frostbite on their feet. So in Ireland, temperature doesn't get so low that animals suffer a lot from from damage to their paws from walking on cold Very surfaces. rarely. Remember, there was 2013 when it got really cold for a long time. That Probably, was an issue. Then it might be. Yeah. And certainly in North America, where it goes to kind of minus 20 degrees, that is a big issue. And you have to get little boots for your, for your dog on those occasions. But in Ireland, I think as long as you're a bit sensible about it, you know, um, take your dog... Don't take them for great long walks on really, really cold ground. You know, short, shorter walks. And when you get home, make sure they're somewhere nice and warm. Uh, Catherine says, I hate snakes. After hearing this 10,000, I'm sick. So you put <laughs> Catherine off her lunch, please. Well Sorry, done. Catherine. Uh, from snakes to lizard. My two boys are nagging me to buy them a pet lizard, says Amy. I really do not want one in the house. And um, what scared me more is the live food they eat, crickets, etc. How much care is needed to have a lizard as a pet, I am hoping they might change their mind and go with a goldfish. I really would not be recommending a lizard for, for children. It's a specialised kind of creature. It needs really dedicated husbandry, quite a high end. As well as that, reptiles can carry salmonella bacteria. So if children handle um, reptiles and then put their hands to the mouth, they could end up with a problem themselves. So I would be saying, yes, go for a goldfish or, or even a furry pet like a guinea pig. I tend to prefer those because they're more cuddly and they're more little personalities reptiles, can't hug a goldfish re- I, 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 well I see reptiles as being like trophy pets really you know they want, they want the pet I was like that when I was a kid with my snake I was I loved taking it out and saying hey guys look at me it I, was an act I, of defiance you were rebelling people. yeah and, 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 and it was, I was proud of it amongst my schoolmates you know I was the cool kid with a snake you know that's, no, the wrong that's, re- that's what you thought my friend <laughs> what I said about you was very different <laughs> but that's the wrong reason to get a pet and so many people do get trophy pets and I understand understand that we humans like to do that sometimes mm. but it's often not great for the animals uh, Rose says my Labrador's teeth are getting very brown what can I do it's too late to train him to be able to wash his teeth well the paws and the toothbrush would be a challenge um, any toothpaste I could rub on he's six years old isn't there something you can get them to chew that cleans their teeth there is the the world's small animal vet association last year produced um, if you like gold standard guidelines for home dental care and they actually up till now, it's always been brush your dog's teeth. But what these guidelines said is toothbrushing is good for the front teeth that you can reach easily with a toothbrush. But for the back teeth, it's so difficult to get back there with a toothbrush unless you've got a really well-trained dog mm. that it works better to use a special dedicated dental-type chew. And there's a number of different types available. And these have been proven with studies to actually reduce the amount of tartar that builds up. People tend to dismiss them sometimes, saying, ah, they make dogs go fat, ah, they're just full of sugar, all this stuff. That's not true. There's a lot of mythology out there. These the proper dental chews for dogs actually work, and they should be included in a dog's daily routine and give them a bit less food at mealtimes so they don't get fat, and that will work very well. But by the way, anybody who's 
dog's teeth have gone all brown like that, very likely they need to go to the vet to get the teeth mm. professionally cleaned first and then to follow up with home care. Uh, Pete, my cat has been acting really strange for the past week. She keeps prowling around in the corner of the room and jumping up and down at nothing. Could she sense a mouse in the floorboards? I'd say that's a ghost. Clearly you have a ghost in your house, <laughs> the cat is aware of it and you're not. Leave. Um, you know, people have come to me before to tell me about the ghost and to ask do I know an exorcist who can come and get rid of the ghost because it's spooking their pets so much that's something I get asked as a vet uh, it I don't happen to a vet I believe is the name of the book <laughs> I don't actually have a good exorcist at my fingertips but if anybody knows one let me know um, I don't know why your cat's doing that I think your idea is a good one <laughs> mm. uh, my, my dog is a golden retriever bacterial infection in her ears possibly due to a lot of hydrotherapy uh, she's on antibiotics at the moment and the vet has suggested if it doesn't clear up she'll need an ear canal removed wow oh, that's gosh. big surgery yeah. I'd be grateful for help as I'm reluctant to have the surgery what is hydrotherapy for a golden retriever well hydrotherapy means getting into a pool and swimming it means um, doing exercise um, in a warm pool it's designed for dogs to move the limbs and move the muscles, move the joints, to keep the, to keep the joints fit without the pressure of weight bearing. So a dog with arthritis is likely to have So there's a logic too. So in other words, whatever uh, this lady uh, was doing mm. has ended up having the opposite effect. Yeah, well, the poor dog it's, it's, is now it's, it's helping her ears. It's helping the joints, but it may be contributing to ear disease. The one thing I'd say about ear disease is that sometimes there's an underlying allergy. Um, that's, so a skin allergy, which ends up being focused on the ears. So some dogs, if you give them anti-allergy treatment, so anti-inflammatory medication, it can soothe the ears and stop this being a big problem. So talk to your vet about that possibility. Could this be allergic skin disease manifesting in the ears? It's quite common, and some dogs, you know, what they need is a daily tablet, and that sorts out the ears. There are other dogs that absolutely need severe operations, and it's unfortunate, but it does need to happen sometimes. Uh, you are very dapper today, sir, and I presume it is because you are doing a <laughs> Facebook Live in a minute on facebook.com forward slash FM. There is a question uh, to kick you off. I have mm-hmm. a four-year-old Cocker Spaniel with Cherry Eye. What is the best course of action? You can pick that one up on the yeah. Facebook Live. But for now, Pete the Vet, thank you so much for joining us. 